Well, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the After Effect Podcast Show. I'm your host, LeBron Stephan, but you can call me LBZ, L Boogie, Big Brown, 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 B, Ron, L, B, Ronnie, the choice is yours. Welcome to episode 82. We have a very, very special guest, Noel Grigsby, the Community Affairs and Engagement Intern for the Los Angeles Rams. He's on the show today. Crenshaw native, played his football at Crenshaw High School, the infamous Crenshaw High School, continued his playing career at San Jose State University, where he set records for receptions and yards with 237 receptions and 3,121 yards and 17 touchdowns. Me and Noel met on the All-American set acting. He uh, um, he was a stunt football player um, and stand-in for some of the main characters. Built a relationship there. We've, we've cultivated this relationship over the last couple of years. And yeah, now um, Noel works for the Los Angeles Rams. So super uber excited to get him on the show, talk about the after effect of his career and you know what he does now. So just send him the link and once he jumps on, we will go in. Okay, what's up bro, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. How you feeling? I'm good, man. How you? I'm good, bro. I'm good, man. You see. Okay, you all set? No, no, no. I'm at the okay. crib. The background I want. I mean, I can I can move around if if, if you'd rather me have my background up. Or I can I can go here like I'm at the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, that's all right. I like that. <laughs> Well, yeah, man, I know I know you don't have a lot of time, man, so we can uh, dive right into it. Uh, this is called the After Effects Show. I started about two years ago. It's always been my belief that, you know, all of us, Division One athletes, Division Two, wherever you play, we all have an after effect or an aftershock. I've always felt like that transition out of sports was minimized. So this is kind of just a free and safe space for us, like kind of normal guys or guys that kind of like didn't make it to kind of have, yep. a, have a voice and relive that journey and just, you know, talk about some of that, some of those lessons that kind of give some of that game. Pretty much to the next generation, try to push the culture forward, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. That's fire. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. Fire. So let's just talk about, um, I'm not sure if your role has changed, but I, I did my research. I saw that you were the community affairs and engagement intern for Los Angeles Rams. If you are still that or if it's changed, let's kind of expound on how that opportunity came about. Um, I know a couple of guys, I know a guy that works in the front office for the Falcons. I know a couple of NFL coaches, but I think, um, when you when you grow up in environments like we did, it's th these type of positions they seem kind of like untouchable, right? Um, so kind of just like expound on how the opportunity came about and how 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 it's going. Yeah, so uh, I think what July, I think it was July twenty sixth of last year when I officially started at the community engagement intern. Uh, I mean, I took a uh, an internship class at UC Irvine. Uh, one of my boys, I went to to middle school with, uh, who's still one of my closest friends, uh, Rashad Moore. Uh, he was teaching a class there. He was the assistant athletic director, I think in like annual gifts. Uh, he recently uh, got promoted and moved over to USC, but he had a uh, internship class and I had just transitioned uh, back into like the sports realm. Um, I was going to school, getting my MBA in sports management. And I was trying to find like more like experience, right? I was still teaching. Um, 
I was still working, but I needed that sports experience, right? Because I was trying to make myself, um, you know, a little bit more, uh, I guess, applicable, right? When I was applying to these jobs, right? So, mm-hmm. so it made it look like I had more experience and internship was really the only uh, time I had while I was still doing full-time work. So he brought a couple folks through, um, one lady, her name was Maria Saab. She came from the she came from the Rams, and she was just talking about making sure you leverage your connections and your networking, right? So I thought back, I'm like, yo, I know somebody that worked for the Rams, and and I mean, I think I had ran across him at like Valley Ridge working out, right? Mm-hmm. And I had got his number, um, and I had got his card. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna leverage my network. Um, so I hit him up, told him I had already applied for the internship position. He was like, oh, okay, you know, we hopped on a call, we talked real quick. Um, you know, and, and I told him, you know, I would love just the opportunity to interview, right? I'm not looking for a favor or anything. I just need a, a you know, a way in the door, right? right you right. get me in front of the right people, I can sell myself. Of course. Um, right. So I was able, I was blessed to get, uh, go through all the interviews, hadn't heard back from them for, for a while. And then randomly while I was teaching, I think during COVID, we had just got back. I started getting emails like, oh, we want you to do a, you know, interview zone. So I'm like, all right, okay. So I started interviewing, um, you know, and God did the rest, bro. And I mean, how, I many, how, many rounds, how many rounds of interviews was it? I probably interviewed with like four or five different people, yo. I figured, um, I figured that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, mind you, this was an opportunity I had applied for maybe several years prior. Because mm-hmm. the Rams always, most NFL teams always drop uh, their, the jobs that they have coming up in March, maybe mm-hmm. a little bit before. Because um, mm-hmm. that's uh, coming off of like the season. That's when teams are starting to gear back up because you want to prepare to bring interns and new employees in throughout that time. Normally, the interns start in like June, July. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I had applied for that job a couple of times, but, you know, it's all about leveraging your network. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I've learned in this in this business and in this world. It's not necessarily about, you know, what you know, but about who you oh, know. You know. Right? Yeah, that's probably. Yeah. But yeah. Um, to answer, sorry, to answer your question. So I interned for a year. Um, recently, I think in July, I was just promoted to social justice and football development coordinator. So, uh, congrats on that, in that role. Yes, sir. Been in that role for about a month and some change now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So like I, what was interesting to me, um, just, you know, from following your stories and, and, and kind of, kind of the good energy that, that you put out into the world was that, cause I majored in sports management too. My bachelor's in, is in sports management, but, um, I was always on the fence about going back to school, going to grad school and getting an MBA in sports mm-hmm. management, just because, you know, we went to school for free uh, yeah. in, under, in undergrad. So I'm like, man, do I really want to put myself in debt to only struggle to find a job? Absolutely. <laughs> because, you know, it's not a lot of sports management jobs, as you know, but I thought it was interesting that you went back and furthered your education, got your MBA, but then removed the ego, took a step back and, and, and enter for a year. So yeah. like, where did that come from? I, I know, I know you grew up in PK. I know you grew up in, yeah. the, in the infamous um, Crenshaw district, man. But like, where did that come from to just kind of ha- have that word thought to know that okay, I further my education, and instead of having this ego and saying like I would never do an intern at this age after everything that I've been through, that you kind of just walked into that. Obviously, you did a great job. Y'all won a Super Bowl, and now and now you you record that and you have a role. Um, man, I pray and fasting. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, it takes, it takes understanding like this new phase in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we get caught up in who we used to be, right? And now you got to get comfortable with starting over, right? Mm-hmm. And starting from square one. So I removed, I've learned to, you know, push aside the world, you know, the, the star athlete and, 
and everything else. And now I put myself in this new phase of my life. In this new mm-hmm. phase, I was starting over, right? Mm-hmm. So and starting over, you know, sometimes you got to suffer a little bit before you can get to your glory. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a constant reminder day in and day out and conversation with myself that like, bro, we got to get it. And in order mm-hmm. to get it, we got to start from the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. So I ain't gonna lie, it was tough. But at the same time, I knew what the end goal. Um, my boss always says, you want to start with the end goal in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started there, right? I'm like, yeah, I got an MBA in sports management. Yeah, majority of the people I work with don't have two degrees. But at the end of the day, my degree isn't going to get me in the door, right? Mm-hmm. My degree is going to, once I get to the point where I want to be, it's going to prevent them from saying that there's something that I, I don't have. Right, you know, right. Facts. It's just going to make sure that I'm qualified when I get to my end goal, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I had to start. I needed the experience. Um, I needed my foot in the door. Um, and the opportunity to work for, I mean, the Los Angeles Rams, which is in my back, in my backyard, like mm-hmm. serving a community that, I mean, I grew up in, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I know, mean, I I know that's a crazy, I know that, I know that's a crazy yeah. feeling to, to, yeah. you know, being in, being in the streets and, 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 and be in that environment, like you said, that you grew up in, uh, for, for, for the, like the local, the team, especially like the Super Bowl champions. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a, it's a dream come true, bro. Like, I mean, is there, there's, there's no greater reward than being able to serve, uh, serve the community that you come from mm-hmm. and do it on like the highest level on a professional team. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's, we play ball. Right. And, and the dream was always to make it to the NFL and be one of those players to where you go back. Like mm-hmm. everybody love you. But now, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, st- I'm not on the field, but I'm still representing an uh, NFL organization. Now I have more of a touch uh to these kids and to these communities and to these schools so i mean it's a i mean god worked it out bro so i mean definitely took some humility um each and every day you know having to you know break myself down uh mm-hmm. but the idea was that i'm gonna build myself back up once i get to the point uh where i want to be so i love that i love that uh breaking yourself down and build yourself back up man that, that, that's some game right there i like it i like yeah, it man. so yeah man i know you don't have a lot of time so we'll just dive into it i got time i got time bro i got time okay bro. I got, okay yeah, okay I got you got time. time you got a little time okay yeah, great, great, great. so man talk about um you know growing up in the in the crenshaw district in the 90s um i always say this and i know we're getting older but i always say like you know we just didn't grow up i have a 20 year old brother and we didn't grow up like the kids now like we didn't have youtube we didn't have camera phones we didn't have social media um, I think that I always say that the world in the 90s was a more interactive world, right? Because we, you had to go out and make friends. You had to talk to people live in person. You didn't have a phone to be on the whole time or iPad or all these different games. It was a more interactive world. So seeing some, seeing some of the movies um, that kind of portrayed the Crenshaw District, it, it resonated with me as, as, a, as a young man. I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio, but the inner cities looked the same. It's just, it looked like on TV that, Y'all had palm trees in the inner city, which was like, <laughs> which was, which was different for me, but, but they looked the same. Yeah. So like kind of talk about what it was like growing up there in the nineties. Like, I know you grew up a pastor's kid, so I'm sure you had that anchor there as your parents, as your anchor to stay on that straight and narrow and to only hang out with guys like you that had the same interests. Those are some yeah. of the gems that my parents gave me. And that's how, that's how a lot of guys were able to make it out of the inner city or, you know, strive to do something better. So just kind of paint us a picture on what it was like growing up there in the nineties. I mean, in my opinion, man, the nineties is the best era to grow up in. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, we had the we had the best of, of both worlds, right? So I'm I'm ninety one, so I grew up in the nineties, but I didn't really like know what I was doing. I didn't know where I was going until like the two thousands, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it was a different time. I mean, 
I remember like today on a Saturday, like I would wake up, maybe not even eat breakfast, watch cartoons. And after that, I was running outside to play either basketball, baseball, football, mm-hmm. riding my bikes, you know, with the homies, right? It wasn't necessarily about hopping on the phone, uh, mm-hmm. being on YouTube. Like you said, it was more interactive. So we were looking to, you know, you know to, to get out there and work, right? right. We Same were trying here. to do anything possible, whether it was playing hide and go seek. Right. Um, we was playing freeze tag. I mean, we were out there and t- from maybe I would say about 1030 to about to, the lights to, came on. I was about to say to the street lights came on. I had to be able to see lights came on. <laughs> and if it was summer, we got a little bit extra time. So, right. You know, uh, <laughs> bro. So, I mean, it was, it was a beautiful time. And I think what it taught us, it taught us how to like how to socialize and work with other people. Right. If mm-hmm. you look at folks from the nineties and before, like, a lot of my homies and a lot of people that I know, we can interact and we can find our niche with anybody, right? Exactly. Because we we have to grow up in the area where you have to communicate with people. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I think that was the benefit of it. And at the same time, we caught like the internet, right? World right. Wide Web young. So we are a combination of both eras. Exactly. So I think we're the best of both worlds. So we know how to work technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, we know how to interact. Uh, right. We know how to socialize. I mean, we know how to network. So, I mean, I, I love the 90s. Um, I grew up in a big family. Uh, I got, you know, three siblings, but, you know, my mom had like eight or nine brothers and sisters, right? Okay, so you, got a lot of, you got a lot of, so you got a lot of uncles and aunties. A lot of cousins, right? So we okay. would, you know, my, my people from Polk County, Florida, man. So that's the country part of Florida. Yeah. So we would go out there. I mean, it'd be about 30 of us. We would drive out there sometimes uh, in like two vans. And we would be out there in the middle of the country catching lizards you know <laughs> tr- going fishing yeah like the, the best part was going to walmart and maybe mm-hmm. krispy kreme so we had to deal with each other we had to you know walk to go swimming uh walk to the liquor store um so and that's that's the beauty of it right mm-hmm. i tell people we didn't grow up with much in terms of like materialistic and things but we grew up with everything in terms exactly. of love in terms of family and that exactly. has carried me my siblings and my family i mean for you know, these 30 plus years that I've been on this earth. So I'm blessed. That, that, that definitely, man. I can definitely attest to that. Like you said, that's a perfect way to explain it. Like, like we're in that perfect generation because we know how to interact and connect with people live in person and, and like be in the room, be present. But, but like you said, the world, world wide web came out, I believe in like 98 or 99. So mm-hmm. we, we learned at a young age how to navigate that as well. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, I, I agree, man. Um, So kind of like talk about, when your light switch hit on, I always say for any elite athlete, um, if you were recruited, you always know when that light switch hit on, you start to notice that you're a lot better than everybody. You start noticing that you make a lot more plays and, and then, you know, the letters start to come and, and eventually the offers and things like that. So for me, I would say it was probably like 10th grade. I started, I had a really good sophomore season in high school and then the letters flooded in, the, the offers flooded in. And it started, the dream became a reality, right? I would sit there um in my living room floor <laughs> my dad made me lay out newspaper on the floor <laughs> and I sit there on the floor eat my little McDonald's watch the college games watch the <laughs> NFL games and that dream at first it seemed untouchable right you watching these guys on ABC CBS like, damn how did they get there but then in 10th grade that's when it became a reality like okay no like I think I could actually do this so like when was that yeah. for you when did that light switch turn on for you I love hearing this because some guys have it early in eighth grade some guys have it late in like 11 or 12. So when, when was that for you? So me, it was definitely later. Um, 
I would probably say 11th grade. So originally going into high school, I wasn't going to play football. I was just going to hoop. Okay. Uh, I had played Pop Warner uh, one year, um, and I didn't really like it, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I was playing midget. I was, that's our highest division, so that's what all the, like, the bigger kids. Yeah. And I was like uh, 107 pounds, and I was playing middle linebacker. I was getting ran over. I was getting ran over, bro. Like, I'm like, I remember telling my pops, I remember telling my pops at the first game, like, yo, I don't want to do this, right? But my pops was like, man, we start where we finish. Right, and that was right. just some solid advice. Mm-hmm. I made it through the season. I'm, you know, I'm going on to high school. Like, I'm just going to hoop. I already made the JV basketball team. And Crenshaw basketball team is renowned, like, all through the, all through the high school world as yeah. one of the best programs. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Willie West. I'm in the Crenshaw basketball squad. Uh, but one of my homeboys, uh, Travis, challenged me and I ended up going off of the team. Um, and I played JV one year. I moved up varsity 10th grade. I started every game in varsity 10th grade. Didn't catch a single pass I received. Right? Oh, wow. So that was a humbling experience, right? Oh, That's like 15 games. 15 games. I was the other slot. Started every game. I think I might have got like four passes thrown my way. Mm-hmm. But my junior year, the first game, I think the first catch, this we got a new field, new stadium. I took it 60 to the crib. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's like, and I think I scored two touchdowns that game. And after my junior year, I scored like 15 touchdowns on like 36 catches. Okay. And after that, I'm like, yo, like this could really work, mm-hmm. right? Mind you, I'm five, eight and a half. I'm 150 pounds. So I'm like, it ain't going to be easy, but the right. numbers is looking good, right? Yeah. We played against some, some top-notch teams. So I'm like, yo, this could work. And in high school, I was doing everything, bro. Like, I played football, I played basketball, ran track. We did volleyball when we could. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got to my senior year, I was going to, like, um, I was going to all different types of academic seminars, trying to figure out how to write my personal statement, applying for schools academically. Because, mm-hmm. uh, man, my parents couldn't – my parents ain't have it. I had yeah, two yeah. sisters who went to college. Yeah, mine uh, didn't my sister went to UC Santa Barbara. Uh, my other sister went to Bethune-Cookman in Florida. Okay. So my mom's like, yo, you're going to have to figure it out. Yeah, so I put yeah. my – I didn't put my eggs in just one basket, man. I went all in on every single lane. And 11th grade, it kind of clicked to me. I'm like, yo, you really got an opportunity. But I was a smaller kid. Uh, I wasn't the fastest kid. So I'm like, you really going to have to earn it. Mm-hmm. So that's junior year. I started playing more defense. Um, I kept balling out at receiver. I mean, towards the end of the season, that's when I got my first offer uh, after the season was over. And God bless me. Uh, San Jose State was the first person there uh, oh, wow. from okay. there. So. Okay. Yeah, and that's where that's where I end up going. But nah, I mean, eleven grade is where it clicked. Like, yo, I could really go to school for free off of this. Mm-hmm. I see my homies mm-hmm. doing it. Yeah, but it wasn't just like you know, it wasn't just like a wishful thinking. It was like, yo, this is a reality if you really put the time and the work in and you stay on it. Exactly, and I and I always tell guys like it's it's kind of a crazy feeling like when that hits you like like Man. you say like you said when that first offer comes in and it's like oh, oh wow like this is really this is really happening yep. like and for me. For me, that turned me up even more. I'm sure it did the same thing for you. Like, like, yep. like it turned me up. I'm like, okay, once I once I got the first offer, the offer started coming in. I'm like, oh yeah, no, like, like that's like this is where I'm supposed to be. Yeah, I'm supposed to be, you know, where my feet are. And like that turned me up. I start working out harder, just going yep. harder. Like, you know what I mean? So, um, did you have any other schools come in the picture, or did you already know that that San Jose State was was where where you were, where you were gonna go? No, I mean, I mean, I was a UCLA guy, man, junior year. I mean, quiet as kept. I mean, I was the, – the, the talk was that they was going to offer me uh, after the season, and then the coach ended up getting fired. That was called Darrell and the folk. Okay. Um, but, I mean, after my, my senior year – I mean, sorry, San Jose State, uh, Hawaii, Boise State, New Mexico State, 
uh, and I have some interest from like Stanford, Washington State, and a couple other schools who start okay. coming on late. Okay. So I wasn't going to sign on signing day because in my mind, I'm like, yo, like, you know, San Jose, <laughs> excuse me, all these schools is love, but like everybody, you know, folks is telling me like, if, if this dude don't sign it, they're going to possibly pick me up and this down the third. But I had to like, again, kind of fall back and humble myself. I'm like, yo, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> it's opportunity of a lifetime. Like you don't want to pass it up because you waiting on a maybe when you got all these yeses in front of you. Right. right? San Jose just happened to be, I mean, they recruited me the right way. Um, I mean, they was telling me all the right things. Like, yo, if you don't sign today, we still going to keep the, the offer off. I'm like, why well, y'all ain't even got to do that for me. Right. right? I went right. up there and it was love. I mean, it was, it was far away from home that I could kind of get away from my, my situation and my circumstance. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was, uh, can you hear me? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can hear you. Uh, see. uh, but it was close enough that I, I can get home when I needed to only five hours away on a drive, 45 mm-hmm. minutes on a flight. Um, and it just, it just felt the right, it felt right. right. They, they recruited me as a corner and they said they would let me play receiver. Sorry. That's what I wanted to do. Um, and everybody else was either corner or receiver. Uh, Hawaii was just too far, bro. And I, I didn't think Boise really wanted me for who I was. I think they okay. were just trying to get my boy. So San Jose State was the was the best option and ended up being the best thing for me. Yeah, yeah, okay. That makes sense. So I saw that you registered it in 2009. So just kind of talk about that transition. I, I love speaking about this because I think the transition gets lost in translation going from – uh, you know, your local city, wherever you're from, and then transition that to that full-time college student that, where it's a crazy grind. I always call it an overtime job. You know, when you're yeah. talking about going to classes, you're talking about uh, meetings, and you're talking about all your training sessions and practices and study hall and, and just everything. It's, it's always long days. And I know the transition was hard for me. I don't really know how to Kenshaw district, the layout of it, or or I'm not sure if it was diverse, but coming from where I'm coming from in Cleveland, Ohio, it wasn't diverse. I probably may have went to school with maybe two white people my entire, from kindergarten to 12. Um, I had some, I had mostly, I had some white teachers, but I never really had to interact with anyone my age, around my age that didn't look like me, right? So yeah, going from Cleveland, Ohio to Iowa City, Iowa, which is a 98% white state, um, that transition was very tough for me. It took me about six months to, I, I registered in my freshman year too, but I just didn't feel comfortable. Like I didn't feel comfortable yeah. when I when I would get on the campus bus. Everyone is like staring, obviously because we were a football school. But it's just the transition. I didn't really feel like knee deep in in the community until probably about six months. It took me came in August, probably not till like December or January the next year of when I kind of like felt comfortable. So how was your transition? Was it kind of smooth? Was it was it was it easy? Or did, did you have any struggles at all? I mean, it was it was tough for sure, bro. Like. I mean, you come from you come from a community that you grew up in all your life for 18 years and they throw you into a completely different situation and ask you to be a man for the most part. Mm-hmm. Right. I've been a I've been a boy for 18 years. Now I gotta be a man. Like, okay, I gotta I gotta get, you know, we've got ourselves up, but I gotta get myself up, you know, mm-hmm. workouts at 5 30 a.m. And ain't nobody gonna remind me to get up. Mm-hmm. Right. I gotta make sure I go to class. Ain't nobody gonna force me to go to class. Uh, and I gotta do all these things within a day that I've never had to do before. Uh, so it was tough, and 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 uh, when you look at it from 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 that lens, but at the same time, it was tough emotionally as well, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm used to being around my family, my loved ones, having them, you know, in in arms distance, mm-hmm. and now I'm they're not there, right? So 
you know, I was, I was homesick for the first like six months, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. And I was, I was going back and forth from home, uh, for a long time, whenever I could, when I redshirted, right. So uh, that was the one thing about redshirting that, you know, was kind of bittersweet. I can get home when I needed to, mm-hmm. but I think I got home too much. Right. It just made me miss home more. Right. Until I got to my second semester, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to force myself to kind of get acclimated to this new environment. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started to grow. Like I got to forget what I'm, what I'm used to. This is where I'm at now. And I got to make it work. I can't go back home. I ain't mm-hmm. going to go back home. My mom ain't going to let me go back home. So right. it was tough, man, on all fronts. And bro, I got to San Jose, I think at 156 pounds. So I wasn't ready to play. Right, right. right. The games, the game speed was, you know, a little bit faster. Yeah, I could play with these boys, but I need to get used to like the, the playbook, which is completely mm-hmm. different. You ain't got right. eight plays. Now you got 30, 40 plays that you right. gotta uh memorize. Um at the same time, you know, you know, forcing yourself to eat, getting used to you know, working out early in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, practicing, then going to class, then coming back for film. Like we wasn't doing that in high school. Like, not I'm from the <laughs> inner city, right? right. You know. We wasn't doing stuff like that. So I had to get acclimated to this new, like this new way of playing football. And exactly. uh, I mean, I'm a firm believer. I mean, I'm restaurant was the best thing for me. I started four years, right? You know, so I mean, I know people, you know, all oh, true freshmen, it's down the third. I think sometimes we need that period to mm-hmm. kind of get to know ourselves. Oh, and to, so, so we can be better players and better students. Cause the goal mm-hmm. is to get there and graduate. Exactly. Right? So I needed that extra semester uh to do that. And I mean, it was the best thing for me. I'm happy that I was able to redshirt. Yo, yeah, yeah. Same, same here, man. Cause I, I went to college, I was undersized. So six no. uh, two, but I only weighed like 218, trying to play, <laughs> trying to play rush linebacker in the Big Ten. Like that's like that's not yeah. gonna happen. So I knew I had to redshirt. Um, but yeah, like the football part was I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was easy. It's great that you that you brought up the, the emotional aspect of it because you know I was 10 hours away from home. So it wasn't no going back, like as much as I could. Like I went back yeah. for Thanksgiving, you know what I mean? And that was it. But uh um, yeah, man, just finding out who you really are. I was always like that responsible guy. I'm getting up one time, I'm gonna be early, I'm not gonna yeah. miss any classes, I'm gonna do my schoolwork, I'm gonna, I'm gonna apply myself, right? But um, that aspect of just not feeling um like like you're in that circle, like socially. I think I struggle more socially, the football part was hard, but I transitioned yeah. pretty well. The academic part was hard, I transitioned pretty well. But the social part, making friends, yeah. and just feeling Absolutely. normal in a, in, a, in a social space, that's probably that's that's probably what, why I struggled at the most. Um, but yeah, man, so it looks like you kind of hit the ground running. Like you got the you got the receiving record for receptions and yards at the school, 237 receptions, <coughs> 3,121 yards, 17 touchdowns. Um, just talk about after that 2009 season, and then walking into that 2010 and having 56 catches, 80, 822 yards, and then just continuing to get better and better and just building every year. Like, talk about just that going from that redshirt year to getting on the field. And like you said, you were undersized. You put on some weight. I'm sure you probably paid at 175, 180, but just balling those first three years, like kind of like out your mind. Um, yeah, man. I mean, my boy Chandler Jones, uh, He's uh he's from LA too. That was my roommate when I first got there. Like okay. we we roomed it during camp together. Uh, so he's I'm a little bit taller than him. He about about I'm gonna give him five nine and a half. I'm gonna say I'm five ten okay. on a good day. Uh, so we were we 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 were like one two punch from the jump. We were littler dudes. I weighed in at one fifty six. He weighed in at one fifty two. And at the time he was a walk on. Okay. Um, 
But we got there, I mean, and they was like, like they told us we was never going to play, right? Mm. So we would be in a room just talking like we had a chip on our shoulder from, from jump. We mm. traveled together every single time from uh, all throughout uh, our, uh, those four seasons. And it was just like, bro, we got something to prove, right? We got to prove that first off we belong here and we're not proving it. We're not proving it to, to them. I mean, but we're going to make ourselves look. We're going to prove it to ourselves, mm-hmm. right? So naturally it was that chip. So once uh, after we redshirted that second, that, that first year, which was our redshirt freshman year, I mean, you know how it is in camp. Folk go down. Some folk mm-hmm. transfer, mm-hmm. right? So now it's looking like, looking to your left and to your right, and it's like, it ain't too many more folk up in here, right? <laughs> and if it is, like, you got action, right? right so, right. <laughs> I mean, your camp, First game, man, was against Alabama, man. It was coming off the national championship. Oh, 100,000 wow. folks in the stands, sweet home Alabama. And yeah. I remember, I think I caught passing one like 50. I would have yeah. went to the crib, but I think, you know, Drake Hurst passed I me. Mean, he was first round draft pick. So somebody, yeah. somebody, somebody got me on the angles. <laughs> um, <laughs> but from there, it's like, it's like, yo, like this is national champions. Yeah. So if yeah. I got action against these folks, I got action against everybody. Course, everybody, it's just, yeah. And it's just a mentality. I mean, I'm from the Crenshaw district. I mean, LA. I mean, in my opinion, man, I think California got the best ball. I mean, no disrespect. And outside, <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that, no that's opinion. That's opinion. I know, opinion, you, I know, you, I know, you, I know you from Cleveland. I know you from right. Cleveland, man. Shout out to Ohio, man. Yep, I know y'all got right. good ball out there. You know, um, it. Midwest ball. <laughs> but I'm a firm believer, man. That in terms of states, California got some of the best talent, especially coming out of LA. No, I'm like, yo, I, was, I, I would agree I was with playing, that. I was playing against cats that went to SC, uh, UCLA, playing against some against cats that went to the SEC. So I'm like, yo, I didn't play against some of the best of the best, mm-hmm. right? So I can I can play I can play with these dudes. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I've been playing against these dudes. So I mean, I mean, the guys just showed me favor, bro. I stayed healthy uh, those first three years, man, and I just kept kept at it. I kept that chip on my shoulder. I you know I kept trying to get better. Um, and yeah, man, you know the ball would find me. And yeah, you, if, yeah. If you if you as a receiver, man, if, if your quarterback find trust in you, like if you know you, I'm like, bro, throw it up. I'm gonna make a play for you. And I ain't gonna let nobody touch your rock because I want it. I I want it just as bad as you do, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna make sure that nobody touch. I don't want nobody to touch my rock, and I'm gonna show make sure nobody touch your rock, right? So <laughs> at the end of the day, they start showing me love, and I was, yeah, that um that 2012 season, 1307 yards, nine touchdowns. I mean that. That's like if you if you those are like NFL stats. Like if you if if you was in a league, that's a Pro Bowl season. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if that's if that's a contract year, if that's a contract year. You getting that contract? So like, oh yeah, what, they're gonna like, have to like, twenty. Yeah, like like what what was that year like? Like kind of just ride that wave. Like okay, you had a couple hundred yard games, but to keep getting these hundred yard games, to keep balling like that, like like you said, you stay healthy in the first three years. Like what was that season like? To have a season like that, especially like you said, being being deemed as uh, undersized or or being yeah. told you weren't gonna play early on, like what did that feel? Yeah, like? I mean it was beautiful, bro. I had I had something to prove. At the same time, I mean the squad was so young when I started. We had a lot of like true freshmen playing, mm-hmm. a lot of red shirt freshmen uh, playing. So we were still learning how to win in college ball, mm-hmm. right? So my first year we went, I think we went one and twelve, and we lost like seven games with under seven points, right? So it's, you know, our culture talk about, you know, we start fast, but we're not finishing strong. So you have to learn how to be a winner, learn how to finish, right? Right. We up, we giving up touchdowns, we up, we fumble the ball, we up, they blocking kicks. It's Mm -hmm. like, yo, we can't win no matter how. 
Mm-hmm. Second year, kind of a little bit of the same. We went like five and seven, but we tricked a couple off. Close ones, blowing leads and whatnot. So that third year is like, been through this road twice. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. we know how to close out the big ones. We got experience. Mm-hmm. We got a new quarterback. Shout out to my guy, David Fields, man, who just retired from the league. Backup quarterback for a while, man. Nice. Um, we had great leadership on that team. And really, man, it was just, it got to the point where I'm like, man, they didn't say everything about me. My sophomore year, I mean, we, we couldn't really throw the ball deep downfield. It was like, oh, man, he's a, you know, you know, a, a short yardage game guy. Like, no, no run through the catch. Mm-hmm. Um, my first year, it was, it was all deep passes, right? But I, I didn't have a complete package. My junior year, I got a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a little bit faster, man. They voted me captain. I'm like, bro, this is my time to shine. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we started off against Stanford. Uh, and I'll never forget, bro, we played Stanford. And, I mean, I, I don't think I caught a pass the first half. Like, we was going in a different direction. And it was like, oh, we're going to come your way. I said, I'm ready, right? So, from there... I mean, I think against Stanford, I, you know, I scored a touchdown. I might have had close to like 90 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm like, bro, this is my time. So it's, mm-hmm. it's just understanding the game at that point, knowing like where and when, like to take it up to the next level. Because if we needed a first down, they knew where to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I mean, I wasn't a big dude, but I'm like, yo, like find me in the red zone, bro. I'll go up and get it for you. They mm-hmm. start putting trust in me. I mean, and after that, man, I mean, God, God, God moved and I had, you know, one of the best years. And in that junior year, man, that's when I broke the record. I mean, yeah, I mean to, to, to do it in three years, man, was, was a blessing. Um, yeah. Shout out to my boy Chandler, though. He ended up, he's, he's actually the, the leader of uh, receptions that I still have. I'm still receiving yards. I think I have receptions in the season, uh, but he, uh, he got the receptions. Okay. Okay. He's, he's four receptions. Okay. And yeah. so this next segue is, is what I love talking about, man. Unfortunately enough, as you know, all athletes go through some turbulence, some adversity, you know what I mean? Um, uh, I kind of had a similar thing because, because I registered it. So through my first three seasons, no injuries, no surgeries, no missed games. I don't even think I, I don't even think I ever missed a practice. <laughs> and then, and then I didn't start. I was a one year starter. I didn't start to my senior season, but I went crazy in spring ball to kind of like solidify my, my senior year. You already, you know how it is in division one, you had one good season. That's all you need. So I'm, had a great spring brawl, and then you know you have those that those two or three weeks between spring ball and finals. So mm-hmm. usually, usually that's when you max out on all your lifts. You know, get yep. get, get your bumps before you get two weeks off before summer camp starts. So, but I ended. Long story short, man, I ended up tearing my pec doing my bench press. So like, so I had already I had already did my squat, got my bump, killed killed my squat, my hand clean, killed my hand clean, my snatch killed it. My bench was the last one. This was the last session before finals week. Going into my senior year, feeling good, feeling healthy, <laughs> like going crazy, right? Four years in the weight room, I, I like I'm ready to start in the Big Ten, and I'm I'm, I'm talking about three ninety on the bar, like I'm strong as hell, bro. Like I'm yeah. I'm brolic. I'm, I'm on my eight, I'm on my eighth rep. I'm, I'm, they stopping me at ten. I'm killing it. <laughs> Go up halfway, and I just feel the tendon tear off the bone with three ninety, like uh, like halfway up. So obviously, you know, it falls on my stomach. Eight people got to come grab it off me. And it was just ugly. The trainers trying to grab my chest. They trying to like feel my pec and they can't feel it. Right. So when I say I was depressed, like oh, yeah. I, I had cut out everything. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't having sex. I would, When I say I was locked in, I yeah. was locked in. So f- to put in all that work and then for that to happen, 
that was probably the worst, like, you know, yeah. you know, feeling. And then I had to rehab the whole summer. I ended up coming back from my senior year and starting the first game, but I wasn't, I wasn't the same player, man. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't start to become who I was for about, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't start to become who I was until probably like the sixth or seventh game and my senior season. Like, so I, I played decently, but I didn't, I didn't ball like, you know, right. Like I, like I yeah. thought I would. So I saw that in 2013, um, you had a, you had an injury uh, that pretty much like derailed your senior year. So like, I said, I was the same, man, just talk about, man, the, yeah. that, that emotional roller coaster that, yeah, that the athletes go through, man. And I think back then, there were no platforms. Guys didn't have all these like shows and podcasts and all that. A lot of people weren't talking about it, right? It was kind of like it was like a secret. Like maybe we talked about it in the locker room, but no one, no one really knew. So just talk about that emotional roller coaster going through your injury and then having all that success those first three years. Yeah. Your senior year when you know you're gonna eat, really try to ball out. That it kind of got derailed. Yeah. Um. First off, man, why why they had you hitting three ninety for ten reps? Man, they gotta chill out, bro. That's a lot of reps. No, my, for I had one of the highest benches, so like that was just okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, nah, just speak on that. Yeah, I was coming off my junior year, like you said, like thirteen hundred, like nine touchdowns. I mean, I think that was top ten in almost every category, and I mean NCAA in terms of receiving yards. So, okay. I mean, you starting to hear it, right? You know, just like in <laughs> high school, like oh man, it just clicked. Like yeah. not only not only do I got a shot at like graduating and, you know, going to school for free and playing D1 ball. Mm -hmm. Well, I got a shot at going to the league and possibly getting drafted. Okay. Um, so you start hearing that talk. Man, so I'm like, yo, like, yeah, you know, get a little faster, you know, put a little weight on. So I'm I'm locked in, bro. I'm mm -hmm. locked in. Uh, mind you, after that, after my junior year, I ended up pledging. So I ended up becoming a bros. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm getting to the point now where it's like, yo, like, I got a shot. Like, this – now it, it's it's not just to go to school for free. This is like to put my family in a different, like yes, in, a, in a whole different tax bracket, right? Yes, this sir. this is like get mom out the out the a new crib and whatnot. So that's my thought process. Right. Um. I mean, I, everything's going smooth throughout. You know, uh, training camp. I'm you know I'm elected captain and everything. I'm balling out. Uh, and I think after the first the first game we played Sacramento State, scored a touchdown. Uh. I mean, I, you know, I, I did enough, right? So, you mm -hmm. know, to follow up your junior year, you ain't got to really match the numbers, but you got to just make sure that people need to know or want to know that it wasn't – last year wasn't a Right, flip, right, it wasn't a flip, right? right? So, I ended up – I think we was – shout out to my boy. I mean, I think we was doing, like, receiver DB drill. And I, as a captain and leader of the group, I mean, I got to step up for my guy. So, one of my guys got beat one day, right, by one of the DBs, and I'm like, you know, the next time I'm like, coach, I, you know, I need backs for the homie, right? So we go, it's like, you know, just like a blocking drill, one of the young cats. And I don't think he went hard. I think he was like, oh, this is the captain of the team. I'm an older dude, like, that he can't really go hard. I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, we compete. And that's mm -hmm. why one thing in football, you got to go full speed because that's how somebody can hurt. Mm -hmm. Then we go, and it's it's, it's kind of like he just, like, fall, and I go over him, and I, I, I roll over him, and I come down on my knee the wrong way. And I'm like, yo, that feel kind of weird. I don't think none of it. I finished practice, but my lateral movement is different, right? So I ended up partially tearing my meniscus. Right. You know, I go get an MRI. They're like, yo, you could possibly, you know, play on it. It could, you know, heal on its own. Uh, but if not, you still got some time before you could decide to medical redshirt. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, man, we got Stanford next week. I want to make sure I can help my team out. I got folks coming to the game, so I'm going to see what I can do. Play against Stanford. I mean, score a touchdown. Uh, Should have been two, uh, but the rest was politicking. Um, have a good game. Then the next week we got a bike. We're gonna we gonna go play Minnesota. Okay. We're going to your we're going to we're going to your party. Time like I ain't yeah, gonna miss yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. Right. Real quick, catch a pass, do like a quick little move, turn my knee lock up. My my meniscus is called a bucket handle, so it flips on top of each other. So I can't get full extension in my legs. So I go get an MRI. They tell me you're done for the season, um, and we can't get you a medical red shirt. I'm like, not, that was my question because I saw it because that happened early in the season. So like, why, why couldn't they grant you? Because it's it would seem like that would be like an automatic medical restaurant that you would have that next season. So I mean, this is I mean, it's been a lot of it's been a lot of back and forth. Or and I kind of just let it go. I mean, initially, I guess they were saying because I registered early and it wasn't due to injury. I guess a medical shirt has to you in order to register a medical shirt, it has to be due to injury on both seasons or something. Something that I don't think is legit. Right. Uh, I don't, but, I don't sound right. Yeah. But that's what they told me. I, like mm. We had a new head coach. I'm not sure exactly what it was. I, I, I've i learned to let it go. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure that was hard to let go at first. Come on, bro. Right. <laughs> you, just told, you just told me something completely different, right? And I told my people this, like, this is my this is my career. This is my life. Exactly. Right? So I get to I mean, and then they tell me, and I'm the captain of the team. It's my second year being the captain. They tell me I can't travel. So I'm at the crib. I'm like, man, like, I don't even. It's not even the fact that I want to travel for my team, right? Because I'm the right. captain. I'm the leader, right? right? Um, that's that's the least I'm, they can do. Why? Why didn't they want you to travel? Do you think they had anything to do because it was a new head coach or new head coach? I think also, I think the thought process, which I, I understand, he didn't want like people to see me hurt and then be like demoralizing. But I'm like, if anything, like me being on the sideline and encouraging my guys should be motivating to them. I'm right. the leader of this team. I right, you, the you, leader of this team. You, you're going to help coach them up. You're going to tell them what you're seeing. Like, you're going to – you want to see them ball. You want to see the team win. Yeah, so, I mean, and again, I, I had to work to let it go, but I, but I struggled. Like, yeah. I tell people all the time, bro, I was depressed. Yes. I was I was all over the place, bro. So, I resorted to, like, to doing stuff that I didn't need to be doing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just, mm-hmm. like, staying out, you know, doing – like, not really, like, giving a care. I wasn't locked in no more. Right. And I had one class to graduate. Um, right now, I barely passed that class, if I'm being completely honest with you. And it, it wasn't it wasn't nothing hard, right? Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, me being at a, in a, in a headspace where I'm like, like, I might have, like, missed it all. I'm trying to yeah. figure out why. Right. Questioning myself, questioning, like, you know, God, questioning the situation. Yeah, man. Um, but that that rehab is what got me through. So shout out to, you know, the, the you know, the uh, athletic squad and, and the trainers there, man, who motivated me and got me through because the meniscus is tough, mm. right? Like, it, trying to get back to full extension, right? And having especially to being them, a skilled player, especially being a receiver. Like, having to put them weights on the back of your leg for five minutes at a time just to try to force your leg to be able to get full extension, bro, was tough. But mm. the trainers held me down even in them days where I was, like, an emotional wreck. Mm. Um, and I was going through it and folks didn't even know it. Uh, I mean, but you know, I mean, I leaned on what I, you know, what I grew up on, bro. I, I leaned on my faith. Uh, my parents were great, uh, but it was something that I needed to go through that prepared me for, like, manhood, right? Exactly. I think as college as college football athletes, man, you know, we call ourselves men, but I mean, I think that everything is kind of planned out for us, right? In terms of our schedule, when we go to school, when we wake up, mm-hmm. like, every, we don't have, we don't necessarily have to like plan our own days to like go out and get it mm-hmm. in the sense that 
we are football players of the university of whatever we go to, right? But manhood is a different aspect. That's like you throwing me out in the wild and I don't have nothing and I got to go and find it myself. I got to decide my own schedule. I got to decide exactly. when I'm going to wake up, where I'm, how I'm going to eat and this, that, and the third. So mm. it prepared me for manhood after college. Um, I mean, I ended up recovering. I mean, I ended up going to pro day doing, I mean, doing good enough numbers. Okay. Uh, Raiders in the Raiders in the pick me up free agent. Okay. My knee was my knee was never like a hundred percent. Um. So I I had to sign waivers when I got there. Uh. But getting through that, uh, that point and that process emotionally was tough, man. But I leaned on my faith. Uh, the trainers helped me get through. Um, my parents, my family, um, my close friends. So I mean, it's definitely a you know trial and tribulation. And again, I mean, we're gonna go through some tough times and we're gonna go through some suffering this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think one of the best things I've learned is not to get caught up in like in, in, the, in the question and answer session and really just, you know, put your best foot forward and get to working. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just another it's another test. You know, mm-hmm. it's another test placed in front of you. And, you know, you know, we got the answers. We got the resources to, you know, to to pass the test. Right. To mm-hmm. overcome the obstacle. We right. just got to put in the work and we can't get caught up in in everything outside. We got to just lock in. So. Oh, yeah. Was, oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, yes, yeah, so talk about talk about that that stint that you had with the uh, Raiders in 2014, and then obviously after that, or after they 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 cut ties with you, just talk about that whatever transition, um, you know, into like whatever direction you felt like you wanted to go after your stint with the Raiders, because that's what I love talking about on this show, man. That transition yeah. from, you know, you you've had a 10 to 15 year relationship with your respective sport, right? Your football, your basketball, your soccer, whatever you play track. And then when it's over or it seems like it's over and you have to make a career choice, like, okay, am I going to try to go play in the CFL or arena league and, and try to get an agent to shop this stuff around to try to still get the NFL dream or all in the midst of like, okay, I need to go get a job too, because like, I gotta, I gotta pay these bills. Like, like you said, that, that, that transition into manhood, it's such a weird space when you're trying to figure it out. So, like, yep. talk about that transition for you, because I know, like, I'm sure after the Raiders, um, you probably, like, maybe delve into some acting or you probably had a job here or there. So, kind of, because obviously we met on on the All-American set. Um, yeah. Doing, doing stunts and stand-in work and stuff like that. But just talk about that transition, like, were you just trying stuff out and just or throwing stuff out there, seeing what stuck, or like trying to figure out kind of what brought what brought you joy other than football? Or like what was that transition like for you? Yeah, man, I was trying to find myself, bro. And it took, I would say it took me, it took me a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I mean, I mean, it was tough. I mean, once the Raiders cut me, I mean, it's kind of that feeling of like you disappointed everybody, mm-hmm. right? I mean, because like, yeah, we made we we one percent of one percent, you know, just to had an opportunity, but like, I remember, like, after I saw him, and they threw, like, a whole little joint at the church. I'm like, y'all got to chill. I got to make a team, right? So it's a lot of added pressure on me. Yeah, um, yeah. So I got to go back home. I think they cut me on my mama's birthday, right? Wow. I'm like, yo, I, I was, you know, I was devastated. I went through, like, like, depression again. I mean, I went through, like, having to deal with myself, anger, right, mm-hmm. which I had to, you know, it took me a couple, like, five years to figure out, like, mm-hmm. who I was and who I wanted to be. And I tell folk all the time, man, like, like you can't, we can't necessarily fall in love with the game of football because at one point football not gonna love us back. Exactly. Like I got mad, I got mad love for the game, but I think what we gotta learn to do is fall in love with our teammates, mm-hmm. like fall in love with those experiences and the growth, and you 
know, appreciate what football brings to us, man, because when it's gone, if you love the game itself, you're going to struggle trying to find out who you are. Exactly. Right? But in, And what I realized is that your teammates and those experiences that you had because of the game of football will always be there. And that's the love that you got to lean on when you get to that phase when the game is gone. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, I immediately I went into teaching. Like, I mean, okay. I, I mean, I was a part of a teacher training management program at Crenshaw. I mean, when I was in high school. So I started teaching uh, for a while. I started coaching. Um, I was doing behavior therapy, man. So I was staying busy. Like I was mm-hmm. trying to figure out what worked. I mean, everybody in my family is in education. My mom, well, not everybody, my mom and both of my older sisters are in education. Right. So I'm like, I can know I can fall back on teaching. I love the kids. I love, you know, I love being, or I love serving. Right. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm going to go back and coach at Crenshaw. Uh, and I did that. And I'm, I mean, I've been coaching at Crenshaw. As I leave here, I'm going to uh, practice at Crenshaw. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just my passion. Uh, again, and from there, man, I did some, some sales work. I worked uh, for Staples Business Advantage, you know, trying to make sure you make enough money. Mm-hmm. I didn't really enjoy sales though. Like, you know, right. me trying to sell something to you that I know you need, but you give me a hard time because you don't want to get this money up. Like having to call people and beg people, but this wasn't my lane. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went again, all American acting. Uh, I mean, football, I know how to play football. Right. So right. I'm like, if I can play football, do what I was doing free and I can do it and get paid. Why not? Exactly. Right? So I did some, some stunt work on all American. Uh, but yeah, I was really trying to take, what I enjoy, which was sports and service, right? Uh, infusing that into like a career, mm-hmm. right? So that's when I decided, I'm like, man, I mean, I coach, I've been playing football, I've been playing sports all my life. Like, why don't I get a career in sports? Right. Um, so that's where I started transitioning to get like my MBA and going back to school to try to work in sports. Initially, the thought process was athletic director uh, and maybe long term, like NFL or NBA, like a career I'm in now, but working out but that process emotionally was tough yeah like that was my that was probably one of my toughest battles and I think for a lot of us a lot of former athletes it's our toughest battle because it's trying to figure out who we are outside exactly. of our sport for exactly. a long time our sport our sport ranked us our sport t- told us who we were it told us when we when we were to wake up exactly and it really it really kind of I mean, it had control over us in a sense, right? Exactly. Um, we, we, we were identified as that athlete. And, and I think that, not to cut you off, but we, are, no, we, no. Go, we go through identity crisis. I, I realized when I, and when I was 27, and, I, and I, I went the other route. I did arena ball for three years. I, I hired new agents. I was really trying to still get it. So I was trying yeah. to get new film, shopping at the teams. They telling me, hey man, we think you have a player, but shit, you're 27. Like we can <laughs> we we can we can we can go get we can go get this from this 21 year old over here. And then by the time and then by the time he's 27, he'll be he he all pro player. Like so yeah, that's that's when I knew, okay, yeah, it's over. It's, it's over with. I, I did my best, but I I went through identity crisis because I sat there and I said, damn, who am I? Like outside of football, if you remove football from me. If you remove sports from me, I said, who am I? And I had to go all the way back to my childhood. I had to go back to doing plays at the church and, 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 and my sketchbook when I was small, because once I started playing sports, I did well academically, but it took over my life in a, in in an inch on, on an interest part. Like, so I stopped sketching. I stopped acting in plays. I stopped, I stopped doing the other things I like doing. And it it was just, 
it was just sports. It was just, I, I played basketball too. So it was football, basketball, and my, and my academics. So though I did well academically, I didn't know who I was. So I had to, yep. I had to go back and like, okay, then what do I like to do? What brought me joy? Okay, let me try, let me try about this acting, or, or you know, let me try. I, I was passionate about problem solving. So now yep. I, work in, I work in finance, revenue cycle, um, or in, the, in the medical field. So, um, but I had to figure that stuff out, and I had to go back because. All those years, it was just sports, 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 football, football, football. Like you said, you, yeah. they, they they rank you here like with football, and and you deem yourself important because you're a football player. Like so, it's like you exactly. go through that crisis, man. And like you said, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of emotional work. It's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta you you have to constantly relearn yourself, man. And I and I mean I think that's life, mm-hmm. all phases. Like I have to learn what Noel likes today. Right? right. And I think a lot of people aren't willing to go through that. Like I'm supposed to, even with marriage and relationships, like you got to mm-hmm. constantly relearn the person that you put yourself, you know, in a, in a relationship or a situation with. And that's the same thing with ourselves. Like mm-hmm. I got to spend time with myself and be like, you know what? I don't really like this no more. Mm-hmm. Right. This is something that I enjoy. Um, so now I have to start gravitating and do more things that, you know, that bring me that peace and bring me that joy. And I mean, I think the, the beauty of that process is once you get through it, like you appreciate the journey, right? You appreciate the glory after the suffering. Um, and it's so important to constantly spend time with yourself, constantly like find time to realize who you are outside of the game. Like you said, you have to go back and, and like figure out like, what are my joys? Mm-hmm. And for a long time, football told you what your joy was. Mm-hmm. And we put away, we put away who we are human beings internally in order to be football players, right? It's such a process of breaking ourselves down in order to become the football player that once it's time, once the football player is gone, now I got to re-break myself back down mm-hmm. and figure out who I was before and who I am now in comparison exactly. to that. So <laughs> that's why the story of Kobe, that's why I love the story of Kobe. I love the story of MJ. I mean, for Kobe to be able to, to switch sides, rest in peace, to switch sides and still be like at the top of his game, but still working on a craft, um, and still working on his, like, his inner child in terms of, like, storytelling and writing is beautiful. Even Michael Jordan, to be on top of the world and decide, you know what, I'm going to go back and, and do what I loved as a kid and play baseball. Right. 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 That, just, that just speaks to being able to – and I think that we are, we are the best versions of ourselves when we allow ourselves to still experience dream. who – dream yeah. and experience who Noel was when he was eight years old. Exactly. Right? Because it, t- exactly. it takes pressure. It takes pressure off of our profession. Right? Exactly. It allows us to be who we are. Like, oh, I can go all in basketball game or football game. As soon as I leave, I know I can go back to being a kid again. Right. 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 <laughs> switch sides. So, yeah. I mean, that's the beauty in life, bro. And, and, and just the experiences and getting to that point. And I encourage people all the time, man, like get get through it. Because once you get through it, it's, it's, it's so beautiful that you realize how simple it was. Yeah appreciate that journey man so yeah it's an emotional roller coaster um but i think i mean we all we all have it in us to overcome man and, oh you know, yeah, kind of like my pop kind of like my pop said man when i was playing pop warner bro we started we finished so mm-hmm. even you know the profession might change the outlook of you know how people view us you know we might mm-hmm. not be signing autographs you know walking walking to the you know into the college stadium mm-hmm. i mean but we still got purpose we still got purpose you know we got to just find that purpose that god has for us Exactly. Once you find that landing, once you find what you were created to do, I mean, it's it's a, it's a different level of peace, man. 
Man, I, I totally agree. I, I, I totally agree with the inner child aspect of what you said and, and really just truly find out what makes your heart smile. Like, and that's Man. what I, that's what I had to figure out, you know, during that crisis, during that crisis. And once you figure it out, like you said, like you feel free, you, you feel free in a way. Like I'm passionate about story. I'm, I'm passionate about storytelling. So that's where this podcast came from. This is a form of storytelling, but we're telling our real, authentic, and organic stories. You know what I mean? And, right. and that's where it comes from. I don't care about any money or you know whatever I make as far as listenership and stuff like that. But it's just a passion, man. And and um, yeah. that's why I just love having these conversations, man. So two more things. I know. Yeah. I, know you, I know you just got to, you got your new role again. Congrats on that. Talk just talk about some things that you may have coming up as the season approaches right i think you all probably have two more preseason games and then you know the season to be here um and then just talk about unfiltered just talk about getting that ring man i i, I saw the video <laughs> yeah, bro. I, saw the, I saw the video yeah, and so i know that that was a that was a um kind of like an insurmountable feeling for you especially when you think about where you were two years ago right you, you, you uh, went back you went back uh and further your education but then you had to take a step back and, and do the intern route and, and just for the stars to align like that, right. For you to get yeah. this position and then you also get, 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 get a ring. And it's just, I, and then you're from LA, like just everything, man, bro. your whole experience. Every, when I saw that, I was just smiling when I see that on Instagram, I'm like, man, yeah. wow, this dude, like, I can't wait to talk, talk about uh, his story. Cause it's like, it's crazy. how just how everything kind of aligned for you. So just talk about that a little bit. Yeah, bro. I mean, it's 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 been a blessing, man. So, I, for a long period of time, bro, probably like what were we twenty twenty two, like two years ago, bro. I was I was in a tough spot, mm-hmm. bro. When I found out my my daughter was on the way, I was depressed, man. I was suicidal, bro. And I think I told this story on, on my vessel talk. Yeah, yeah uh, but I mean, I lean on the scripture, man. And the Bible says in Romans eight, the suffering of this present time isn't worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in you. So, I mean, it was it was a grind getting through that, uh, and then like at the same time, you know realizing your your value and your and your and your worth right and then you know seeing it like kind of unfold right so i mean i turned my achilles at that same like right after that right hooping right so i was going through a lot yeah but after that i mean it seems like i let myself go i stopped putting pressure on myself and i start living right i start living each and every day and the stars ended up aligning for me man i was teaching at the time man i was still in the boot the rams end up you know you know, calling me back to interview, end up getting an internship. My manager, while I was interning, I was still kind of teaching. I was still, you know, working at Crenshaw as a, as a football coach, making sure I, I still gave back to my community. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see it unfold and to see it get to that point, man, made it just all worth it. I mean, it's beautiful, bro. Like, again, I mean, I'm an L.A. native, man, Crenshaw District, yeah, uh, to be exact, man. And to be able to serve my community working for a world championship organization like the Los Angeles Rams is a dream come true. Mm. Uh, I mean, just thinking back, I'm like, bro, like, like in 2014, I got cut before training camp, right? I would never, that, that Noel would never envision that Noel at this point mm-hmm. will be at a training camp, but in this, in this aspect or in this role doing that, mm-hmm. right? I was, I was playing with kids all day, man, playing quarterback for both teams throwing touchdown passes to kids, you know, just having a good time with them and they came to the family zone. And, I mean, people look at us like, oh, you're doing this great job. I'm like, yo, this is who I've been. Like, right. you take me back to, you know, the 90s when we was going outside after watching Static Shock right. and playing, you know, football <laughs> grass. Right. Like, you tell me you get, you're going to give me 11 to 15 dudes and play a football game? Like, 
I'll do that for free. Exactly. Right. So to, to be able to to be in our to be in this role is a blessing, man. And to start off, man, as an intern, I mean, we were grinding. I mean, to be able to, you know, go to the Super Bowl, they put us in a hotel, man. I was able to take my little brother to the Super Bowl. We got mm-hmm. to see the Rams win. Uh, we went to the Super Bowl after party. Uh, to be able to to go to the uh, the ring ceremony like a month ago, uh, just got my ring last. I think it was last Friday. Uh, bro, I can't complain, man. God has been good. He has been faithful. Yeah, uh, and I mean, the the best part of it is that it wasn't given; it was earned. You're right. You right. I had to overcome myself. I had to overcome some obstacles in life, um, and I had to realize that if I want something, I have to be willing to to fight for it, just like in ball. I have right. to take that same mentality that I used in football and apply it to life, right? We tried to be the best football players we could be mm-hmm. when we were in that sport. I need to try mm-hmm. to be the best parent I could be while I'm a parent. We try to be the best brother I could be, uh, the, best, the best employee I can be, like the best friend. Um, so I've gotten to this point now where it's like, I mean, God's put me on this earth to serve. He's put us all on this earth to serve. Mm-hmm. And I think that we all have testimony we all have something to give to this world, which is why I love what you're doing, bro, with the podcast. Because we're able to talk about those vulnerable spaces that we were in and tell the stories that people need to hear while they're there. Exactly. And to understand that, like, yo, like, what you're feeling right now, we've all felt before. Everybody's exactly. not going to talk about it, but we want to exactly. let you know that we've been there before and that you can overcome it as long as you keep as long as long you keep stacking the days, bro. Exactly. Just keep going. Did you, did you have any... Like you, you just saying that just not that's it, it, man. That stuff give me goosebumps, man. Because, like you say, man, when you grind so hard and and you have some accomplishments, but you have some failures, and just did did you have like any like imposter syndrome? Like, nah, like yeah. this ain't this ain't supposed to be happening right now. But like you said, you earned it, and you know you earned it, and you know you put the work in. But for the stars to align like that, exactly like yeah. that. Like you're not in a different city. You're in your hometown. Yeah. Your hometown team won the Super Bowl. You work for this team. And then after the Super Bowl year, you get your ring. And with the ring, you also get a new position. Like, was it was that not like an awe moment? Like, yo, something may something ain't right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's 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 I mean, it's it's God's favor, man. And it's I mean, you could be like, yo, like, why is this happening to me? But at the same time, why not you? Exactly. Like, I had to remind myself, like, why not you? Like when you look it down, you break it down, like I put in the work. Like I, I've given the, I've given the service, I've given the free service for so long. Like I'm still giving the free service. Like after I leave here, I'm gonna go back to what I love, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I spoke on a panel not too long ago, reminding uh, like some kids who talked about imposter syndrome and talked about going to college. Like you paid your dues, mm-hmm. like you've earned the opportunities that were placed in front of you. And I mean, everybody don't, but you know when you've earned it, right? right? And of this God favoring his blessings because I mean there's there's probably somebody more qualified there's probably somebody who was in the pot uh who was also just as deserving as you mm-hmm. but God has you here for a reason so God has me in this position for a reason and and I'm a firm believer that no matter how long I'm here as long as I continue to like shine my light and let people know that it's only because of God's mercy and his grace that I'm even here today and it's on this earth mm-hmm. and that I'm you know I'm a, I'm appreciative I'm grateful and I'm thankful that, I mean, he'll continue to, to stack the blessings from me. So, um, yeah, bro. I mean, I mean, we've we've had to go through some things throughout this lifetime, and I'm I'm 30, bro. Like I tell I tell folks, I was a 30 year old intern, right? Yeah. So, for me to sit up here and say you think you just like you know deserve that role at Super Bowl, yeah, bro. Because how many people at 30 years old was going you know take you know x amount of dollars 
you know, have to do, have to send the mail, like have to drive like different vehicles. A lot of people at 30 weren't going to do that. But at 30, yeah. I was willing to do that. Right. So Espe- now, at, especially at 30- after, especially after leaving graduate school, like, yeah. yeah, most people can't remove that level of humility, like that level of it. Some people can exude a certain, a certain level of humility, but that is like the ultimate level of humility. You here you are for education. And like you said, you had to go back down to the bottom, like to get to where you are now. It's like, yeah, man, it's admirable, bro. It's admirable. Appreciate it, bro. I mean, and, I mean, shout out to my parents, man, who always been workers. Um, I mean, again, I said our players in my junior year, and that humbled me to a different aspect. Man, again, I was coming off of my best college season. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, and I played by myself, man, and that that taught me a different level of humility uh, that I'm still carrying to this day, right? Mm-hmm. So if I can be up here, you know, athletically, but then put down here as a players, you know, trying to be an Omega man, like in any, in any lane, I know how to come back down here. So I know how to serve. Like I know how to interact with people, no matter what my title is, no matter what you might think of me, I'm going to come at you like we the same person because we are the same person. Right. Things could change tomorrow. Right. And uh, I'm just blessed, man. And I want to continue to to live and shine my light. Um, and just, you know, inspire people, man. I mean, if you said the, the greatest human act you can do is to inspire Mm-hmm. Now, I'm a firm believer that we inspire people not by, you know, like throwing what we have currently in their faces, but we inspire mm-hmm. by showing, by telling people what we've overcome, right. by showing them like the same thing that you're dealing with, I've dealt with as well. Exactly. And because I dealt with it and I came through, I'm going to make sure I'm going to be here to help pull you through and carry you through as well. So exactly. that's all. That's, that's it, bro. That's, and that's my, that I had to realize that, man, through depression, or through suicidal thoughts, through imposter syndrome, through identity crisis. As long as I continue to serve, as long as I continue to, you know, to to live, to to make this world a better place, things will be all right. Man, great, man. I, I love that, bro. Last thing, uh, what would you say is Noel Grigsby's after effect of his entire playing career, right? What were some lessons that you learned that you took? And we've already talked about a lot of them, uh, but just expound on them, expound on them a little bit. What were some lessons that you learned that you took and you carry with you now? You want you want to try to instill those those core beliefs, you know, in your kids. And also, you know, in your new position, um, as we just try to push the culture forward. Um, service for sure. I mean, I think no matter in everything you should do, you should you should serve. Uh, I learned that uh, in college. I mean, I learned that all through through high school as well. I mean, in, in college, we were you know we were going back, we were giving our time to you know to the schoolhouse. Um, we'd have kids come who you know maybe you know kids with autism and things of that nature. Uh, so all, always service. I mean, that's what I, that's the lane I'm in now. I mean, community engagement is all about service. I grew up in a church, so I mean, I think that we were all put on this earth com- and commissioned by God to serve people, mm-hmm. right? And I think that once you realize that I've been put on this earth to offer my time, right? To to offer my 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 gifts, uh, then I think we we remove our egos from it, right? It doesn't always have to be money. I think oftentimes we get caught up in if it don't pay me. Like then it's it's not for me, and I think that's the completely wrong way to go about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think God will bless you for the things that you give, that you offer. Exactly. And I think giving it, you give not in the expectation of something to come back. That's true giving, right? Exactly. Uh, also, man, I think that a lot a lot of people don't really capitalize on the brotherhood aspect and the camaraderie of the game. Exactly. Um, and I think, like we talked about, that'll carry you after the sport. I'm still in a group chat with a lot of my close homies. Same here. Like we talk, <laughs> we, we encourage each other. Like yep. 
just like we were encouraging each other on the field, we encouraged each other through this phase of life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, homies, I mean, we all we all go through different things at different times. Mm-hmm. I think that being in that group chat and having that brotherhood and having that camaraderie, we can discuss these things. Like my boy uh, Chandler, uh, who I was just talking about, uh, me and him are one and two in, in all in all categories receiving-wise. He just got an uh, internship uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Mm. Bro, I was just an intern, so I know that lane. So we can have that yeah. conversation. Exactly. Uh, like we was wor- we was working out for like a year while I was kind of like interning, trying to find in my niche, and while he was like kind of going back and forth, transitioning the ball, we was able to like encourage each other throughout that exactly. process. So exactly. that's that brotherhood that football brings you, mm-hmm. that a lot of well, that everyday life doesn't always bring you, right? So exactly. I took that, I took that, I took those relationships. I'm able to build upon it. I mean, and I tell folk all the time, and I go back and speak to them, man. Like the people that you go to battle with, the people that you play this sport with, those are gonna be the people gonna be at your wedding. Exactly. It's gonna be, you know, the, the you know the godfathers to your to your children. Exactly. Um, so take advantage of that because after the game is gone, those relationships will still be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, man, I mean, I think you you in order to make it through this lifetime, you have to have some form of faith. Exactly. Right? You have to have a have, you have to have a belief. I mean, I believe in God, man. So I say you have to have a belief in God or a belief that that life has life has you here for a reason and that you still have mm-hmm. purpose, right. right? And it's about finding your purpose each and every day, right? Because right. my purpose today, my purpose today, I mean, back in it's always to serve and it's always to do my best to, to build up humankind, but my purpose in doing that or my, my goal in doing that or my duties to do that might change day by day. But as long as you keep that thought in your mind, like this is why I'm put on this earth, this is what I'm put on this earth to do and I have the purpose, which is why I'm still here, and you right. understand your worth. Exactly. Right? You understand your value. Your value, you have a your value is to contribute to the betterment of humankind. That's why God still has you. Right. Your like your time hasn't expired because there's still work for you to do. Mm-hmm. So keep working. So keep working. I love keep that. Keep working, man. Keep man, working. service, faith, purpose, knowing your worth, man. I love that after effect, man. Um, so yeah, bro, that's all I had. Uh one thing that I've been trying to do since I started this was you know, yeah. give guys flowers while they're still here. Um, I think that I'm gonna be honest, as black man, I just don't feel like we do it enough. Um, even if you were raised the right way, which I feel like I was. So I've always given God's love and just show love, but also always like been a competitor and, and ready to compete as well. But yeah, man, I know we met um on the All-American set. I really don't, I, I didn't really know you like that on that type of level, but I think that your energy was kind of in- infectious. I, I thought that we vibe just off of, you know, football, like you said, yeah. and and kind of built a relationship. So I'm glad that we've been able to cultivate this relationship and you've been able to join. But everything you've done, man, all the ups, all the downs, um, all your accolades from college, and and again, congrats on your new position. But I just kind of want to show you that love, man, and give you your flowers, mm-hmm. bro, while we both still here, man. I appreciate that, bro. And I mean, it's crazy how me you know Sid has developed into like this right now where we you creating a platform you know, for me to tell the story, I mean, for the betterment of somebody else's life being changed, man. So I appreciate you, like, taking this leap. I mean, because I know it ain't easy, man. You was hawking me down. I'm like, man, I got <laughs> Mind you, we been training camp. I'm like, we yeah. training camp. Like, I was like, yo, I was supposed to hit my guy back. I know. Uh, I, I think I, know, I, I kept talking about that, and I was thinking, like, you know, I bruh. think that, like, we're – us having – us being former athletes, that I just that athlete mindset is like, man, I'm not gonna quit. So I knew that you was busy. I knew that I didn't know when it would when when it would happen, but I knew the universe was somewhere at some point show itself. 
And that's why I just kept, I stayed consistent. I just kept hitting you up. Like, hey, bro, like, I'm still here. Hey, bro, I'm still here. <laughs> hey, bro, I appreciate, I appreciate you. I appreciate you not like, man, this dude is, this is dude is flu gazy. Um, <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, cause, I, right. I'll be, I'll be like, I feel like I got something to do today. I need to hit the homie back. Right. I mean, and I mean, even though I wish you was named Kobe, I mean, it's all good, bro. <laughs> It's all like I don't know how this happened. I, hey, I don't know. Right. Hey, hey, one day, one day I have to get the cleat. I'm gonna have to ask the right question, man. But man, nah, bro, right, nah, right. I, 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 I appreciate you creating this platform. I appreciate the energy. I appreciate the vision. Yes, um, sir. And I just appreciate the lives, man. That'll be changed, not even from my story, but from from your story and from all the people that you gonna have on, exactly. uh, because it's important. It's important uh, that people understand like this fight that we gotta go through as exactly, as man. black men. Yes. As men in general, but as black men um, and as former athletes, because we see it all the time. I mean, we see mm-hmm. suicide uh, and we don't talk about, you know, like the the mental, the mental health aspect of being an athlete. And that's why, I mean, folks like you creating these platforms that are authentic and for, you know, average Joes to tell their story is needed exactly. for those other <laughs> folks out here who, you know, who maybe don't have nobody that they can relate to. Exactly. So no, I, exactly. I appreciate that too, bro. And, I mean, flowers right back to you, man. If you deserve it. Oh yeah, I appreciate um, even it. Though, I appreciate even, it, man. Even even though you're not named after my goat, so it's all good. <laughs> hey, hey. It, depending on who you're talking to, LeBron. <laughs> it changed. LeBron, Kobe, <laughs> Kobe, <you know>? Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> right. It changed. Oh, that's love. But 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 yeah. Again, bro, I appreciate you joining, man. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, man. And yeah, we'll 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 be in touch. And and good luck on on your new role. I know you're gonna kill it. And I'll just be tapping in from, from time to time, bro. Yeah, man, appreciate you, man. Have a blessed one. All right, you too, man. Peace. So, yeah, guys. Uh, man, I thought that was a powerful episode 82 with Noel Grigsby. Uh, again, congrats to him on his new role with the Los Angeles Rams. Um, I believe the name was Social Justice coordinator I'll, I'll i'll get the final name from him before we publish this episode but man i mean again just all the ups and downs all the all the all the loopholes all the potholes all the all the turbulence you know that athletes go through to get to where you know they find that glory right find their purpose what we talked about find their purpose and know their value in life right so yeah if you listen to this entire entire episode on any audio platform, please rate us, please leave, leave us a review. As you know, listenership is one of the ways that we make money. If you watch this on YouTube, please subscribe to LeBron Daniel TV. Please leave a comment if you have a question. I hope that this story and this episode touched someone out there um, to, you know, to keep going, to identify what your, what your value is to, and to know your worth, uh, no matter what you're going through, right? Again, merch, merch, merch. As you can see, this is the, uh, I call this the, the Pokemon colorway as you can see get closer to the camera after effects show and then this is one of the black t-shirts we just got uh you know one of the logos with a couple of basketballs and footballs around there then i have lsd studios on the sleeve um you know that's my production company where we where we produce this podcast uh working on a second installment of a short film as well so yeah we got the merch um we got the eight ball, the white and black hat as well, called the eight ball. And we have these shirts in gray as well. Uh, and so, yeah, my editor, you know, we're finalizing our website. But as soon as we will have that done within the next week. And then, you you know, you all will be able to order. And, and you know, if you really support the show and have rocked with the 82 guests we've had thus far, yeah, you all will be able to 
you know, purchase a hat or purchase a t-shirt. Oh, we, we have, we also have um, stickers. Got a couple of stickers. And uh, we got some magnets for your fridge. Throw those on there if you've been if you've been on the show. Throw those on the throw those on the fridge if you will. Uh, so yeah, you know, just trying to just trying to build this thing out again as we continue to tour these organic, authentic stories. So, to the next time, peace.